0: Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Kyle Krabs of Locked On Dolphins. Today on the show, lessons from Super Bowl 57 to bear in mind as the Dolphins and the rest of the NFL dive into this 2023 offseason,
1: you are Locked On
0: Dolphins,
1: your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs of Locked On Dolphins, your team every day here on the Locked On Network. Today is Monday, February 13th, 2023. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. And they have a special offer for our listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. We just finished with the Super Bowl. Uh, The Kansas City Chiefs winning their second Super Bowl in four seasons, defeating the Philadelphia Eagles by a final score of 38-35 to on a last-second field goal to bring the Lombardi home for Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. And what I wanted to do off the heels of watching the game, and obviously everybody being dialed into the Super Bowl in the way in which they were because it was the only show in town, I I wanted to commit a little bit of time on – What I am taking away from this Super Bowl matchup between two very, very, very good football teams uh, as far as things to bear in mind for the Miami Dolphins this offseason as the Dolphins look to get over the hump. Um, Easier said than done when you consider the Kansas City Chiefs who have played in five straight conference championship games, have played in three of the last four Super Bowls, have won two of the last four Super Bowls, uh, they are very much going to continue to be a problem because they have a lot of assets, and they have Patrick Mahomes, and they have uh, Andy Reid, and they have Travis Kelsey, and they got a young nucleus on defense that, that's only going to continue to get better. So that is what the Dolphins and the rest of the AFC are up against. Never mind the fact that you have Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. You have an emerging, emerging Jacksonville Jaguars team in the AFC South. You have potentially Pittsburgh. You have Baltimore. You have Cincinnati with Joe Burrow. Uh, Baltimore, if they bring back Lamar Jackson, it's a very the Chargers with Justin Herbert. It's a very crowded field, uh, but the Dolphins belong in this conversation. They do. Um, the Dolphins are a team that I think is probably from a talent perspective the kind of team that could get into the dance. And if a game script goes the right way, they could play with and beat anybody if they are healthy. And of course, if they are healthy is kind of the asterisk. That's a sore spot right now, because the dolphins were not healthy at the end of the 2022 season, they were not healthy in the playoff game. They still gave the bills fits, but you can't help but sit there and wonder what if, right? And I think about Kansas city and I think about Philadelphia and I think that's that's one thing that is an inconvenient truth of winning a championship is there are a handful of cure-alls, the best quarterback on the planet, like the Chiefs have with Patrick Mahomes. But other than that, it does require an inherent amount of luck to be healthy, to not lose critical players, and and, you know, these teams generally did not lose any essential players throughout the course of the season. You think about the players that the Dolphins were supposed to have at the start of the season and never sniffed. Looking at you, Byron Jones. I think that's the first thing that, that comes to mind. I think about the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the Buffalo Bills were a team they lost Von Miller midseason. Right? Injuries are part of the game of football. And you can't really control... When those things are going to come, and if they are going to come, it's a, a total like, like turnovers. You know, people like to point to turnovers as a critical component of winning just about any game of football that has ever played. Case in point: the Eagles turned the ball over once. It was a scoop and score on a, an unforced error by Jalen Hurts, and it get, cost him seven points and ultimately the football game. As one of the many variables down the stretch that did not go the Eagles' way. But turnovers are non-sustainable year over year. There is an, an inherent amount of fortune and bounces of the ball in many turnover situations. in the Dolphins this past year, in the same way that I don't think turnovers really or injuries really bounced their way, when you consider Nick Needham and Brandon Jones and Byron Jones and Austin Jackson... Oh, well, it was, and, and to a tongue of a loa, obviously. They didn't get a single bounce as as far as injury luck goes. Philadelphia and Kansas City did. And the Dolphins had ample turnover opportunities that were bounces of the ball that ultimately they didn't get the bounce that way either. So th- that's the inconvenient truth. And I think that's the, that's, I want to start with that one because that's not going to make anybody feel better. You got to get a little lucky. Right. That's just the way it is. It's why you play the game. But it is something that I reflect on both Philadelphia and Kansas City in their seasons. And and, well, Philadelphia had Jalen Hurts have a shoulder injury and he missed a game and Gardner Minshew threw for like 400 yards and the Eagles scored 38 points and lost to the Cowboys. Well, and and then Jalen Hurts, they, they get the bye. They stave it off to get the bye. And they're able to get right, and then they have a, a two-week stretch between the NFC Championship game and the Super Bowl, and Jalen Hurts looks like Jalen Hurts. So that's one observation that you you want to, when next season starts, you kind of want to get a pulse for early on. And you're hoping to get through training camp, but I think that's one thing that, that how Coach McDaniel operates his training camp Should position the Dolphins, the Dolphins should, hypothetically, based on being a load management type of program and being non-high impact, should remove some of the unnecessary risk. I'm not going to guarantee that they're not going to have players get hurt, or they're not going to have players get hurt. But their risk of having critical players injured in low leverage situations in the build-up to the start of the season, should be about as good as any team in the NFL. Now, whether or not you get lucky and, and you get through that and then you're able to sustain that with all of your critical players from the start of the season to the end of the season, that's a different story. And you'll only find that out when the season starts. But just about every Super Bowl team has some fortunate bounces of the ball that go their way. And they're the kinds of bounces that the Dolphins did not get all season long. There are some, uh, some game script observations. There's some aggressiveness tendency observations that I have, uh, and we're going to talk about all of those here today on the show as well. But before we go any further, I do think it is very important for us to acknowledge one of the sponsors of today's show. Today's episode of Locked on Dolphins is brought to you by BetterHelp. Everyone deserves to feel your best. When you're at your best, you can do great things, but sometimes life gets you bogged down and you may feel overwhelmed or like you're not showing up in the way that you want to. Working with a therapist can help get you closer to the best version of you, because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything life throws at you. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp. It's a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOn.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, Look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: So we talked about the uncontrollable lesson of winning a Super Bowl as as watching it through the lens of both Philadelphia and uh, Kansas City. But I can't help but admire certain elements of, of both teams as things that that we obviously won. And we, and we compared the Dolphins to both teams um, when the Super Bowl matchup was set. We looked at, you know, how do the Dolphins and their roster construction and their ideologies match up against Philadelphia and Kansas City? Really fun shows to do. But in watching the game played, I think one thing that I admire about Philadelphia, and we've seen this with Coach McDaniel, but I do think it needs to be refined, Philadelphia is about as aggressive of a football team as you will find. Fourth downs, short yardage situations, shot plays, situational football uh, tweaks. These are things that are hallmarks of how Philadelphia executes offensively and generally as a team. And I think the the Super Bowl was a wonderful showcase of that, and, and Philadelphia obviously faltered down the stretch defensively. I, I believe I saw the, Kansas, the stat that Kansas City had 290 yards of offense available to them in the second half, and they gained 281 of 290 possible yards from every time they took possession of the football. That's incredible. I and mean, Philadelphia just could not stop anything. So, Kansas City rips off the three consecutive touchdowns. They take the, the situational football drive with about five minutes left. They go down the field. They possess the clock. They score the game winning field goal, all that stuff, right? But from Philadelphia's standpoint, they put themselves in a position to win the football game because they were aggressive, selectively. You know, you think about Kansas City kicking the field goal on fourth and three uh, that they missed in the first half. Philadelphia had those opportunities, and they passed on punting in favor of possessing the football and trying to shorten the game. And that's how you got to halftime. And the Chiefs had, what was it, uh, 11 minutes time of possession in the first half of the game. You're going to talk about neutralizing Patrick Mahomes. Now, they could not sustain that across 60 minutes, but they did that in large part because offensively, they found the ability in a number of different ways to possess the ball. Now, Miami can't replicate all of those things. They can't replicate quarterback run game like Philadelphia can with Jalen Hurts with Tua Tagovailoa. Polar opposites as far as skill sets as athletes and runners. Jalen Hurts can outlift about half the offensive linemen on the team. He's big, strong, physical, explosive. Tua is more quick twitch, but in short spaces. And he's he's not going to get out and break the fourth and five run that Jalen Hurts had on a, one of their critical fourth down decisions. I mean, Philadelphia was 11 of 18 on fourth down or on third down, and two for two on fourth down, and one of those was the QB draw by Jalen Hurts that sprung for a big gain and put him down in the red zone. Miami's not going to have that play call on the menu. They're just not. It's just not the strengths of Tua Tagovailoa, and that's okay. But having answers and having avenues and having plays ready to go for those needs to be an area of improvement for the Dolphins because you saw Mike McDaniel be aggressive in stretches, and and we ended up caping for the Dolphins to just kick the ball because they weren't good in those situations. I think the frame of mind was appropriate for Coach McDaniel, but I think the the acknowledgement of what his team was and was not in stretches of this season as a rookie coach was a shortcoming that I, I think is an area of growth. Uh, And that even includes going back to when the Dolphins had a bunch of players in the lineup who were not the regular starters. And the offense tried to do a lot of the same things regardless. What led to communication issues? It led to being late getting out of the huddle. It led to late substitutions. It led to wasted timeouts. Nick Sirianni took a five-yard penalty over wasting a timeout early in the game because he knew the timeout would be more valuable down the stretch than the five yards on a second and long. Did the Dolphins ever do that? I think the only time the Dolphins took the delay a game was when they were out of timeouts. How many timeouts did they burn throughout the course of the season? A timeout in the final five minutes is exponentially more valuable than you than being on second and eight versus second and 13, especially when you as the Dolphins have the perimeter speed that you have in Tyreek Hill and Jalen Law. That's a lesson I hope this Dolphins team learns and applies. That all comes back to self-scouting. And I think about Philadelphia uh, as another lesson from this game in self-scouting. Ted Wynn, who does wonderful work, uh, big tape head, big film junkie, um, he pointed out, he, he found a clip, Doug Peterson, who was Andy Reid's protege in Philadelphia, ran the same type of kind of return or orbit motion or however you want to classify it, that Kansas City scored two touchdowns on on the exact same play in the mid-red zone against Philadelphia in the second half. Jacksonville ran that exact same motion and exact same concept against Philadelphia earlier in the season when they played in the first six weeks and scored a touchdown on it in the red zone. Philadelphia had that against somebody off the same coaching tree on film as a communication issue that led to coverage busts and failing to pass off routes correctly in the flat. They sat on it all year long and then got to the Super Bowl, and Andy Reid hit him twice in the red zone, one on each side of the field for touchdowns in the second half. Self-scouting is critical. And it's something for Miami, the same issues, having the same issues all season long, is something the Dolphins cannot afford to have if they are going to hope to compete at this level. You have to tighten stuff up when it comes up in season. Especially if you're in Philadelphia shoes, you had the bye week and the wild card round, and then you had the bye week between the conference championship game and the Super Bowl. And there was not the anticipation. And please spare the, oh well, Vic Fangio, the Dolphins hired Vic Fangio and he was consulting the Eagles and they did this and they gave a 30. He's not in those shoes. Okay? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. That's the saying. Please do not cast any pessimism on Vic Fangio and his hire as the defensive coordinator of the Dolphins rooted out of the Eagles' defensive performance against the Chiefs. Please don't do that. Um, But that self-scouting for Miami is critical. It's going to have to be something that gets better as this coaching staff gets more and more experienced. And hopefully the experience of Vic Fangio, his impression on Coach McDaniel and letting Coach McDaniel focus on the offensive side of the ball and the way Vic Fangio is going to focus on the defensive side of the ball, but having another head coach in the building to refine your process is something that will leave the Dolphins better than the way they came into and out of this 2022 season, in which the Dolphins were 9-8. and eight. Third consecutive winning season, made the playoffs for the first time since 2016, nearly knocked off the Buffalo Bills. There's things to build on here. There's building blocks in place. There's steps forward as a franchise, especially when you consider the lack of luck that was present down the stretch. We still have to talk about one of the ways in which Andy Reid and his offense with Patrick Mahomes at the helm, Won the football game. But before we do, we are very excited to tell you about our newest sportsbook partner. The midway point of the NBA season is here. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Download the FanDuel sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you could bet on everything from the money line to point scorers and 3 strained, you name it. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a bigger chance at a bigger payout with same-game parlays. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: So, Kansas City. One of the areas that I thought Miami showed a lot of promise early in the season. Was the mobility and weaponizing of Tyreek Hill in the backfield. And that's obviously something Kansas City has a long and extensive track record in because they used Tyreek Hill to the umpteenth of his ability in Kansas City for many seasons. But what stood out to me about the playoff or the Super Bowl and watching Kansas City offensively was the screen game. Andy Reid, renowned for the screen game. His ability to set up quick-hitting perimeter throws to get offensive linemen out in front. And if you think back to Baltimore, week two, I remember well, I was there. They scored this touchdown coming into my area and, and side of the field sitting in the end zone. The Dolphins were down 7-0. Two of throws to pick. Baltimore goes on a long drive down the other way. Miami gets the goal line stand on fourth down. Lamar Jackson fumbles the snap. Miami takes possession of the ball. And they come back down the other way, having stared 14 nothing in the face. And they tie the game at seven. And the way they tie the game at seven is they threw a perimeter screen to Jalen Waddell with Tyreek Hill running cross-quarterback face run action from being lined up in the backfield. And they took that horizontal stretch to freeze the linebackers, release the guard, release the center, and they got out in front and they threw a smoke throw to the flat to Jalen Waddell, who cuts behind the blocks up into the end zone for a touchdown. And then I really thought we got away from those kinds of concepts throughout vast majorities of the season. Kansas City, and Andy Andy Reid's masterful in setting these plays up. The growth of the screen game with the explosive playability that the Dolphins have, especially in watching Jarrett McKinnon, who I am doubling down on wanting for the Dolphins after watching him in the Super Bowl. Jarrett McKinnon's lining up all over the place. He's lining up at fullback, and they're running uh, counter in the red zone, and he's kicking out a linebacker for the run by Isaiah Pacheco, to run up behind him on a two-back set. The versatility that he showcased, I'm all in on that kind of speed and versatility in your backfield to begin with. But conceptually, I think that's an area for Miami and their offense because Kansas City threw more sub-2.5-second throws in this game than they did throughout the vast majority of the season. Patrick Mahomes is a player who likes to stay off, get off script at times, create explosive plays, get outside the pocket, stretch you horizontally with his legs, and then use his arm strength to strike areas of the field that you not wouldn't necessarily expect. Some of this is probably because of Patrick Mahomes' eye ankle sprain, but some of this is probably also the defense that had the third most sacks in the history of the NFL. Philadelphia is one of three teams to log over seventy sacks in a season. Hassan Reddick, an absolute monster. Javon Hargrave, an absolute monster. Brandon Graham, 10-plus sacks. They had a lot of sack production. And yet they didn't sack Patrick Mahomes once in this game. Because Patrick Mahomes, over 55% of the time, the ball was out in less than two and a half seconds. And that's quick game. And yeah, the Dolphins really thrive in the quick game and the RPO game. But the screen game also being an element of that to slow down that pass rush is something that I think Miami has all of the tools and all of the pieces to set up and be lethal at. But you have to add that club to the bag with more consistency than what you showcase in 2022. And that's my final thought, having watched this Super Bowl and things that I aspire to have for the Dolphins this offseason, is we already got into team building and roster construction and ideology and draft uh, theories and free agent signings. And players at premium positions versus non-premium positions. We did that whole gauntlet about a week and a half ago. This was coming out of the game, the storylines that won or lost the game for each team, how they are relevant to the Dolphins. And that that's the things that are top of mind for me today as we detox out of this 38 to 35 victory for the Kansas City Chiefs against the Philadelphia Eagles in Super Bowl 57 we got a great week of programming lined up, so I hope you will hit subscribe, follow along, fins up, keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. I'm Kyle Krabs. Thanks for checking out the show. Make it a great rest of your Monday. I'll talk with you all again tomorrow.